Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. If you've ever felt insecure or just lacked confidence in general, this episode is for you. Today, I'm chatting with Annie about why you aren't confident and the steps you can take to become more confident. This is a really good one. So grab your cocktail and we'll see you in the lounge. Annie, I am so excited to have you on this podcast today. You are the queen of confidence. You are an <laughs> opera singer. You are a fitness trainer. You, you have so many different skills and talents. So I'm super excited to bring you on to talk about what makes you you and makes you stand out. And that is confidence. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Can you give us a little bit of your background? Yes. So I am a fitness coach and also a business coach. Um, when I was younger, I had an eating disorder. I was not confident at all. Um, and I used to, this is a trigger warning for anyone who struggles with this, um, but I used to starve myself. I used to eat like under a thousand calories a day. And then I would try to burn the rest off on um, my parents' exercise bike. So I would be on the exercise bike for like two hours a day. I would eat very little. And eventually, um, now we know about the psychosomatic response of stress, but eventually it ulcers on my stomach. They ruptured. It was right once I was supposed to start school, um, music school. And what happened was I had to get surgery to um, fix my stomach because my stomach like literally had a hole in it. Um, and then after that, it was a very, very long journey of self-love and I found it through fitness and long story short, I had a fitness business for about four years. And then during the pandemic, I realized that a lot of people also needed business help. So I started doing that too. And now I do both. Oh my God. I love it. And the fact that like multi-passionism is on the rise, people in the past would probably be like, how did those two things go together? But you married them <laughs> so well. She literally created an op an offer for opera singers to help. What was it? Their diaphragm or? Yeah. So it combines um, kinesiology and biomechanics, which is basically like personal training and then vocal pedagogy, which is basically like um, vocal technique. Cause I also used to have, I've been an entrepreneur since I was like 12. I used to have a vocal studio. Um, I taught voice lessons for like 12 years. Yeah. And then I, I dissolved my studio last year, but, um, yeah. You're incredible. Okay. So when you were talking about how, when you did have an eating disorder, how you were very insecure, mm -hmm. when was the first time you felt confident after everything you had gone through? Honestly, it was when I picked up a weight. Really? Yeah. That's found. <laughs> It was very low, whatever it was. But I remember um, I actually started lifting because I saw a picture of a girl who looked really fit and healthy and I wanted to look like her. And at first it was all aesthetic reasons. But then um, when I started lifting, I just felt this confidence. Like I felt so powerful. I felt so strong, so badass. And it's just something that only you can work toward. You know what I mean? Like no one else can do the work for you. Yeah. You have to be really driven and really motivated to keep going day in, day out to the gym and keep, you know, increasing weights and getting stronger. And um, it takes a lot of discipline. And it also built a lot of confidence within me because it built a lot of trust. Like I was telling myself, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get to a 200 pound squat. I'm going to get to a 200 pound deadlift. I'm going to get to a 85 pound uh, bench. And I did. And I, every single time I went and I would accomplish the goals and every time it would build trust within myself that I could follow through on the things I say that I'll do. And it builds a lot of confidence too, that I'm strong and powerful and fit and badass. 
Yes. I think that is, in my opinion, that's one of the number one keys to becoming more confident because I've been in the same boat where I was like extremely insecure, people pleaser. Um, I would literally create my life around what other people may or may not think. And that was a very sad place to be. But Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that helped me is exactly what you're saying is keeping that one small promise to myself every day. So I think I started journaling. I think that was the very first thing. And that was so therapeutic to me because you just release so much of the pent up BS that you have in your head. Those like negatives, limiting beliefs, that self-talk, just word vomiting it onto paper, or I guess, right. Vomiting it. That <laughs> helped so incredibly much. Mm-hmm. I think that's what also the holistic psychologist, I talk about her all the time, but she also talks about doing, keeping that one small promise to yourself to build confidence. And I think maybe a lot of other people who sell confidence, confidence coaching, they, they take a different approach to it. But I think that's the basic, like you have to have a good relationship with yourself in order to go out in the world and be confident because the world is not a nice place. Like people are not freaking nice, especially when you're confident and you show up and you put yourself out there. Yeah. Well, then you just repel the people that are not aligned with you, you know? That's so true. But yeah, I think it definitely like builds a lot of self-trust to just follow through day in and day out on the things that you say you'll do. And that's discipline, you know? Like a lot of people are so into like feminine and masculine energy and like just flowing all the time, but we can't just be feminine energy and just doing whatever we feel like all the time. Like we have to have discipline and follow through and like take action on things because if we don't, then we're not going to build the self-trust or the confidence. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what the masculine and the feminine is when it comes to confidence? Yes. So feminine is like flowy, um, kind of going with your intuition and how you feel and masculine is more like having a plan strategizing taking action so i think the way that i think about it specifically with confidence is feminine energy would be more like wearing what you feel like wearing like dressing up like making yourself feel good look good and then the masculine energy is like i'm gonna accomplish the tasks that i say i will i'm gonna have discipline i'm going to like set a goal i'm gonna crush my goals and i think you need both Yeah. I I think it's so interesting that not very many people talk about that layer of confidence, like allowing yourself to be both sides of yourself, but also have boundaries with them. So you actually like show up, you actually do the work, you actually are taking those strides to become that higher level version of yourself. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, still live in like the well, this is just how my life is. Like, I'm just a victim of circumstance and nothing will change. Do you, do you feel like confidence, having that confidence will help you get out of those negative mindsets? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's not empowering at all to think that you have no control over your life. And I really would call myself, um, more of like an empowerment coach, like helping people like really, I guess for lack of a better word, like empower themselves to take action on their own lives and know that they're not a victim to their circumstances. Like if someone wants to make money, they can. If someone wants to lose weight, they can. If someone wants to be fit, they can. It's just a matter of like finding the right resources and trusting yourself and like setting a plan and sticking to it. 
Um, but I feel like a lot of people disempower themselves just by their beliefs. Like they tell themselves that they can't do something or like whatever, this reason or that reason. Like I, everyone in my family is overweight or, you know, I grew up super poor, so I can't. Um, and I think the more empowering thought, and it does require shadow work. It does require like trauma healing and those things. But I think the more empowering thought is to look at those beliefs and ask yourself if those things are like serving the next level version of you. And if they're not, then getting rid of them. So yeah, I think absolutely. Um, you can crush that victim mentality with more empowering beliefs. Yeah. Something else is that when you grow up with a certain narrative in your mind, whether, I mean, a lot of the beliefs that we have are beliefs that somebody else spoke into us when we were younger. Like, for example, if you had like a parent who was like, oh my God, you're always just such a bitch. You know, you're going to grow up thinking you're a bitch because those yeah. are what, that's what the people closest to you were feeding you as you were younger. And so what mm-hmm. happens a lot of times is people go out into the world in their adulthood and then they think that they're just this bitch or they have this cloud of whatever was told to them or demonstrated to them as a child. And they think that's their life. Honestly, it wasn't until like two years ago that I realized that the thoughts that were in my head were not my fate. They weren't my destiny. Like I, I had the most negative limiting beliefs about myself. Like I would talk so negatively to myself. And once I identified those thoughts were there, I was like, Oh my God, no wonder I've been sabotaging myself for years. No wonder I haven't gotten where I want to go because I'm sitting here telling myself over and over. I have this real loop going in my head that I'm like, I suck. I can't do it. I will never be great. I'll just be stuck here forever. I can't do it. I can't do it. But I think it's so important to address those beliefs and really understand that just because it's a thought in your head does not mean it's your truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I think the thing that separates people who are successful from people who aren't is that they just sit in those things for less time because sitting in those things delays you from like taking the action that's actually going to help you accomplish the thing that you want, you know? So like if someone's thinking like, oh, like no one's going to buy my program, like I'm not going to make any money, then they're just sitting in that and they're not actually like selling because they're afraid. But if they just sell and they're they're like, no, that's a lie, like get the fuck out of my head, then they'll, they'll do the thing that's going to get them the result that they want. So I really think it is like not sitting in that stuff. Yeah. I think too that people let those beliefs and those thoughts and just that negativity or that failure or whatever it may be that's weighing you down some people let it consume them and become their identity like well i'm a failure because i had a failed launch well i suck at this because i did it once and it didn't turn out the way i wanted it to how how do we start to reframe our minds and shift the script so we can have better thoughts and a better lens that we see the world through. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot of trauma healing, honestly. And that's like the not cute answer. Like it's <laughs> the answer that sucks because yeah. shadow work sucks. Like it's painful and you have to sit and cry and sit in your emotions. And trust me, like I used to be someone that couldn't even say like, I am sad, <laughs> but, um, learning to like sit with my emotions and like, feel into like, wow, I 
I'm afraid, you know, like I'm afraid of failure. Why am I afraid of failure? Oh, because maybe it's connected to this thing in childhood. I think that's really the only way to actually get past those beliefs is to heal whatever the trauma is that it's rooted in. Um, there are some like short-term strategies too, like just telling the thoughts to like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I always tell my clients, like just lie from the devil, shut the fuck up, like steer this way, like steer straight again. Um, but I think it really does come down to like processing and integrating the new belief through like trauma healing and shadow work. Yeah, it's it's so true. Once you, Once you look and you start realizing what is your trauma, like manifesting in your life and keeping you from doing the things that you want to do. That's when everything changes, bringing that awareness to the shit that you have been doing for years to sabotage yourself, even though you don't realize it cognitively that you are doing that. Once you have that awareness, that is key because from there you have a choice to make every single freaking time. Um, I know I, I talked a little bit about my I, I was not always confident. I mean, I'm still, I feel like confidence is like an ever growing thing because as you start to evolve, you start doing new things and it's really uncomfortable and trying mm -hmm. something new. Like you're not confident every time you try something new, trying something new is really uncomfortable and you just have to freaking do it in order to move to that next level. So something that I had to do and I tell myself still to this day is like, okay, now that I have this confidence built up. You know, I'm not afraid to show up. I'm not afraid to talk about the shit that I'm passionate about. I'm not afraid to be unapologetically me. I mean, obviously there's still parts of myself that I'm like working on because I, growing is a never ending process. But now when I have like a, a creative idea or some kind of spurt, I tell myself straight up, I'm like, okay, you have to do it now. If there's a negative thought, a limiting belief, an excuse I now use those three things that used to stop me to fuel me. And I think that's a really important thing that we can all get to if we put in the freaking work, because it's a lot of work to be confident, especially if you're not, if you grew up and your family members, like the, the people that were closest to you growing up, if they didn't instill that confidence in you and let you, you know, learn and flourish, it's really, it's like, you you'll, you'll spend a great part of your adult life learning how to be confident, learning how to accept yourself for who you are, because a lot of society and culture now, they tell us that we are not enough as we are. We need to be more this, less that. And that's really freaking painful. That's really freaking hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the first things I always tell my clients actually is to literally just like delete, erase, get rid of everything that doesn't align with the version that you want to be. Like right now, for example, I'm just going to be vulnerable. Um, I've been working on like manifesting uh, relationships. Um, like I want to attract like an aligned masculine man. And I've basically had to tell myself like toxic masculinity does not even exist in my world. Like I get rid of everything that is toxic masculinity at all. Like if there's a TV show and a guy is being a douche on the TV show, I will turn it off. If I'm like reading a post and it's like some guy just being an asshole, I won't read it. Like I'll unfollow people on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Like I just don't want to see it at all. Like it doesn't exist. Cause if I filter that out and spend less time looking at that, then I'm actually like more streamlined towards the thing that I want. Oh and um, I tell my clients to do that too. Like if someone's trying to be more body positive or to love themselves, I'm like literally unfollow 
every single person who makes you feel bad about yourself, even if it's like a friend of yours who like you're jealous of their body or something like just unfollow or, or have that hard conversation with them. Or like, you know, sometimes you can make it on Instagram where you're, you're muting um, them. Yeah. You're muting them and they, they wouldn't know, but like being unapologetic about that because everything that you see in your worldview is creating your reality. So if you don't want to see it, if it, you don't want it to exist in your world, then get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, something that's interesting to touch, to add on to your point is that when we think about what we consume, we think of food only. We think, well, you know, we got a diet culture. You've been talking about that a lot on Instagram. There's this like, okay, well, if I eat this, then that, if I do this, then that, but nobody talks about the shit you are scrolling by watching, reading. That's why I will not, will not watch the news ever. My husband turns it on and like, turn that shit off because it is so negative. Last night it was on and Within the first three minutes of being on, death, murder, COVID, vaccines, like just everything. And I'm like, oh my God, no wonder people are fucking scared out of their mind because that is what like the mainstream narrative and the shit in the media is telling us constantly. Like you have to be scared. You can't trust your body. Be scared, be scared, be scared. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. How, how can you tap into your intuition if all of these external sources are constantly throwing these daggers at you? Like, you need to be scared. You need to do this. You need to do that. You can't do this. It's so hard. How do we filter through that? I mean, besides yeah, like, just shutting it off. Yeah. And like your nervous system is constantly out of whack, you know? So I think like it's important to be informed and to like see what's going on, but we don't need it like shoved in our faces 24 seven. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so important to figure out what makes you feel good and also what makes you feel like the negative emotions. And I'm not saying that you can't ever feel negative emotions because I really am a firm believer that you do need to feel your emotions, but not live in them. I think Mm -hmm. it's identifying them and then figuring out, okay, well, what's, what's next? And then taking the lesson and then learning and then growing. But that's where it's so sad for me. I've seen so many people I went to high school with that I've known in childhood, like even some people that have been like mentors to me my dad, for example, they let the trauma of their childhood, whatever they've been through, just literally get in the driver's seat of their existence. And life is not as good when you can't trust yourself, when you don't feel safe, when um, you're constantly wondering if like, am I doing the right thing? Is somebody going to cancel me? Can I really speak out about this? Because it's not a popular opinion. There's so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel a therapeutic release just even saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. And kind of to touch on your earlier point, I was going to say, like, I think it's truly healing to have the trigger and be able to, like, not let it bother you anymore. But I don't think that, like, while we're working on healing some of the triggers, um, I don't think that we need to be, like, constantly exposed to them. You know what I mean? So, like, if someone is, for example, like I'll just relate it to my own work. Like if someone is um, really triggered by seeing like super thin models or something mm-hmm. um, and you know, when they're healed, 
when they're comfortable in their own bodies, like now I can look at pictures of women that are a lot thinner than me and not be triggered at all. But at one point I couldn't. And it's like, why would I continuously expose myself to something that's going to trigger me and something that's going to make my nervous system go super out of whack when I could just cut it out for a while, heal my shit and then bring it back in, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a great point. I think when people think of like healing and get just becoming better, they, they go to like absolutes, like the same shit with diet culture. They're like, okay, well, if I'm going to lose weight and become healthy, then I need to cut out all carbs, all sugar, all dairy, everything. Like Mm -hmm. you are setting yourself up for failure. If you do that, you have to make small sustainable changes. And if that means seeing that one post of the really thin model that makes you feel like you are just a fat piece of shit, that means muting them or unfollowing them and then working on yourself, identifying that trigger, working on yourself, growing, learning, becoming a better version of yourself. And then who knows, maybe you'll be like, okay, I can follow them again because it's not, it's not going to make me feel bad about myself anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm also like super um, fat positive in my company too. So like, you know, if someone's comparing themselves to that like thin model and they're saying that like they're not as worthy because they're fat, like they can change their appearance if they want to. But I think that they really have to like look at that belief and say like, do I believe that being fat makes me less worthy than being thin. And for me, that was absolutely the case growing up. And I had to really like dismantle my internalized like fat phobia to get to the point that I am now. So now like I wouldn't care if I gained weight. Of course, like I don't want to have to buy all new clothes, but it wouldn't mean anything about me or my self-worth. And I think that's kind of the difference. Okay. So is there a difference between confidence and self-worth or are they mutually exclusive? Are they the same? That's a really good question. (laughs) I think, I think that you can't really have one without the other. Yeah. 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 I think confidence, self-worth and self-awareness because you can't really love yourself if you don't know yourself. Oh, right there. You can't love yourself if you don't know yourself. (sighs) Mm -hmm. That's the golden nugget. Yes. Oh my God. Like, I just need to sit with that for a second. That is so good. (laughs) That's the problem. That's freaking the problem with confidence. People don't know themselves and Mm -hmm. they allow everybody around them in society, on social media, um, their friends, you know, have you ever had an idea and you're like, oh my God, this is such a good idea. And then you're so excited and you tell somebody and then they shoot it down and Mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't a good idea. And then you start spiraling on all these negatives because somebody else's opinion didn't align with yours. And then you Mm -hmm. let that stop you in your tracks. Yeah. And you know, I think the reason that I'm so confident now is because I literally don't ask for people's advice or opinions ever. Yeah. Unless it's someone that I've like specifically hired for like a business project or something. I like rarely will ask people because it's like, why, why does it matter? Like, why does it matter if they like my outfit? All that matters is that I like my outfit. Why does it matter if they like this idea? All that matters is that I do, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that, I think it, if once you start listening to yourself and letting your intuition guide you, you'll get to the point where you're like, okay, let's go with the outfit example. You have two outfits and then you ask somebody, should I wear this one or that one? And they're like that one. You're like, well, I really like this one. So I'm going to wear it. You know, 
that's it's it's so interesting. I feel like we've really been conditioned in society to look for other people's opinions or their approval. Same thing with like market research in business. Mm -hmm. We're constantly conditioned to like ask your ideal client, what do they want to see, which is great. I'm not going to say that you should not do that, but also you need to make sure that the shit you're putting out there is aligned with you and you're not just letting everybody else run your life and how you operate because then you're going to be burnt out. You're going to be resentful. You're going to hate the shit you're doing. You're not going to have passion in your work. You have to trust yourself and your ideas and your vision and know where the fuck you are going and be clear in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like attraction marketing way more than anything else. Right. Let's talk about what attraction marketing is. Go. <laughs> yes. So basically being yourself and letting your weirdos come to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like that's oh, go more ahead. feminine energy. You know, I think it's just like not having to like do all this outreach. Like, are you interested in buying my shit? Like, no, just like post about your shit and whoever is interested will come to you. Yes. The attraction marketing is literally what she said, being yourself. And the strategy, the masculine, right? The strategy of your content. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you going to put out there that's going to make people go, oh, shit, and keep watching? Mm -hmm. Keep watching, and then they click on your profile, and they're looking for more, and they're learning more, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm obsessed with her. What does she have to Mm -hmm. offer? Then they go on the rabbit hole. But you have to do that through, like, visibility and where you show up. And honestly, visibility attention. You have to get the attention. You have to command the attention, but you can only do that by showing up for yourself, being confident, um, putting yourself out there, trying new things, not being afraid to be controversial or be canceled. Or, I mean, those fears can still be there, but you have to like consistently show up despite the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is fucking hard because you're putting yourself <laughs> Like the visibility piece is so hard for so many people because you're like literally sharing your experiences. Like I was scared shitless to talk about my eating disorder experience. I was like, oh, will people even like think that what I had was an eating disorder? Will they think that I was weak or lame or stupid? Like, but you know, you can't think about what other people are going to think. You just have to share authentically and vulnerably. And if people don't like it, then, oh, well, they're not your people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great mindset shift. If people unfollow you, then they weren't going to buy from you anyway. Mm-hmm. Duh. But I keep using this example the same day that I posted something that was pretty controversial. I think you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. That's the same day I had 40 people unfollow me on Instagram and then I signed three new clients. I'm like, yes. that shows, that's, that's attraction marketing. You literally repel everybody who was like, I probably was never going to buy from you anyway. And then mm-hmm. call in the people who are like, oh yes, that's what I needed to buy from you. Mm-hmm. As soon as I had like the three people that bought from me, they're like, they're like, how do you do that? And they literally were like, I, I want to learn how you did that because I, I still feel like I, I can't. And that's mm-hmm. the really beautiful thing about when you show up confidently and boldly, you have to be freaking bold. Because Mm -hmm. otherwise it's like, you're just going to be a part of everybody else who's kind of like doing the same thing, you know, like, it's like Mm -hmm. the fish in the sea. You want to be, you want to be a rainbow fish, not a (laughs) hundred percent. And like, not only in business, but I think also in life, it applies. Like I used to have, um, this group of friends that wasn't aligned with me at all. Like all they want to do was like drink or smoke or talking, talk about drinking or smoking. And I was like, 
I want to have deep conversations. Like I want to like be my spiritual weird self and like talk about this deep shit and like just get to know you on a deeper level. And, and they didn't want to do that. And I had to kind of let them go to make space for the people that were more aligned with me. And now that's not something that I hide when I meet people. I don't hide the fact that, I mean, when I met you, I told you like right away, I don't hide the fact that I'm intuitive, spiritual, a medium, like all this stuff, because like if people think it's weird and they don't want to be my friend, I'd rather know right away than like, you know, have them, I'd rather they they weed themselves out, like, Mm -hmm. and I'd rather just like put it all out there, you know? And uh, I think that that's confidence too, just like being willing, being willing to not be liked by every single person, whether in business or real life. Yeah. And being misunderstood. That was, that was really a huge thing for me. Like I would over explain myself and sometimes I still hear myself over explaining and like over talking. Like, do you get the point without asking you if you get the point? Mm-hmm. Because I was misunderstood so much in my childhood and that understanding and awareness changed everything for me, like literally everything. Um, so I think that's, that's such an important point because you, why would you want to keep people around who don't want to be there? Like, why would you want to have somebody in your life who doesn't accept you for you a hundred percent? That's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the purpose? You know? And I feel like if you have the self-love and the self-awareness and you fill your life with things that make you happy, you don't really even need, like, this sounds kind of weird, but I'll explain. You don't really even need other people. They're just kind of like added added things to your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if you're whole within yourself, like having friends to support you, having a relationship, like all these people are just kind of like added to your life. But, you know, I think we need to be secure in ourselves first. Yeah, that's so important. I, I, I really do think that there's been a movement on social media lately with people starting to work on themselves and everybody's starting to understand what role trauma plays in the way that Mm -hmm. they operate, the way that they are. And I think that in the past, like even from the last 50 to a hundred years, trauma wasn't even understood. You want to know something that's freaking insane? What? Okay. So when the Titanic sank, Think about the survivors of the Titanic, how much trauma they went through. The boat breaking, getting on the lifeboats, people panicking, freaking out over half the people on the fucking ship died. Mm -hmm. PTSD wasn't even diagnosed until like the 40s. And that Mm -hmm. happened in 1912. Could you imagine? This is how far back we are in mental health. Mental Mm -hmm. health is so important to your confidence. They literally go hand in hand because Mm -hmm. you have to understand why you operate the way you do your programming, how this certain life experience completely shaped you and the way that you operate in the world in order to embrace yourself and be confident because a lot of people end up, for example, if I didn't work on my confidence and my traumas, I would be the most explosive reactive chick in the world. I was in high school. I was mm-hmm. so explosive, mm-hmm. but I know where I got that from. And so now I'm like, okay, I see the pattern that I'm, <laughs> that I'm doing and now I can work on it because I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are constantly in like fight or flight response. Yeah, they are. And I feel like working on that stuff, like finding the the trigger, like, especially with being reactive, like 
stopping and like taking a deep breath or like doing something that calms you, I think is super important, you know, like mm -hmm. even um, on social media, like if we're scrolling and I'll just use the example of like, you know, being insecure and seeing someone who's thin, like even if like someone is trying to repair their own body image issues and they see that, like that's going to trigger like an emotional response within them where they're going to like feel their heart racing and they're going to feel really anxious about it and they're going to feel like not worthy, you know, but like if we could like learn to regulate our nervous systems, which I know holistic uh, psychologist talks about that a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that helps a lot too with becoming confident. I think it really is like trauma healing and shadow work. And like, again, like doing that, like deep, scary shit that like no one wants to do because it sucks, but it yeah. helps. Like who wants to feel like they're broken? Nobody wants to feel like they're broken, but I, I mean, I mean, I'm, this might be a stretch, might not, but I feel like every human's broken in their own way. I mean, the best example I could give is you could have had like the perfect childhood where your parents provided everything financially for you, but you still felt mm -hmm. like they weren't there for you mentally. Like they weren't, yeah. there, they weren't there. Mm -hmm. And that's still, that's still trauma. That's still traumatic. Um, the holistic psychologist, she does talk about different levels of trauma, like the big T trauma, like the, the trigger warning trauma, you know, mm -hmm. but then there's also that the the lowercase t trauma, like I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel seen. I lived alone, essentially. Like my parents were always working. I kind of had to fend for myself. These are all things that are very traumatic and that really start eroding our self-confidence because as children, we don't know any better. Like as a 10 year old, you shouldn't have to make all of your meals from yourself because your parents are gone. That's very traumatic. That leaves like an abandonment wound in you, which mm -hmm. makes you feel more insecure. That's, that's how trauma and confidence. What's the word I'm looking for? They join. They yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's how they connect is because mm -hmm. of the things. That's why you have to be aware. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Josh said that meditation is amazing. Yes. I meditate every single day and I think I'm on like a 340 day streak or something. What? Okay. So what do you do for meditation? Um, so I get the calm app and I make myself do it like every single day. As soon as I wake up, I try to do 10 minutes every day, but I let myself like, okay. I, I say this with my clients too. Like I always say like, if you can't do the full workout, do a half-assed workout. I always tell myself, like, if I can't do the full 10 minute meditation, do a half-assed meditation, meditate for one minute. Like who cares? As long as I get it done, I'm building the trust in myself that I'm going to do it every single day. And I'm building the confidence in myself that like, I'm a person who meditates now, you know? Oh, yes. That is, that is so good. I feel like if we all just sat with ourselves, meditation is a good way to sit with yourself and it can be really uncomfortable. The first time you ever meditated where you like, this is fucking horrible. Oh my gosh. I was like, how am I going to sit here? Like with my own thoughts, like my thoughts were racing. Like I was so anxious. Like I was anxious to the point where like, I didn't even know anything other than being anxious. Yeah. Right. And then did you start realizing like, okay, maybe this is where that anxiety is coming from. This is where that thought is starting to bubble up from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I used to be so anxious. I've been meditating for maybe four years, but like in the past year is really when I started being consistent with it. But oh, I remember the first time I sat with it, it was like, I don't even know how I functioned. Like my brain was constantly just like thinking of a million things all at once. I couldn't focus. And um, again, I think
the thing that sets people who succeed apart from people who don't um, is, you know, being able to take action, like focused, aligned action on whatever they want. And having all this shit in your brain stops you from taking action because it delays you. Yeah. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I forgot to text Becky back. I forgot to do this. <laughs> oh, she's going to hate me. Oh God. There's so many different little thoughts that cross our mind because we're human. We're innately like, mm -hmm. I think we're innately perfect, but the world has broken us. And it's, I mean, it's nobody's fault. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Everybody has their own level of hardship and trauma and experience, but I think it's what we do with it. That's the important part. And Justin on here made a good, um, he made a good comment. He said, always remember that winners are not people who never fail, but people who never quit. And I think yes. that's so smart. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people who succeed, they just stay in the shitty part for less time. Yeah. Right. It's not like they have less setbacks. They just literally like, you know, whereas one person might like have a failed launch and then like not launch again for like two months. Like if I have a failed launch, I'm going to launch again the next day. You know, I'm going to keep going until I get what I want. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, like, that's a very confident mindset. So people who want to get to that level, that mindset, maybe we should try this. Let's, let's see if we can do something that like this. I think this would be kind of fun. So if, let's start, let's start baseline. Somebody is a people pleaser and they feel anxious a lot, but they also know that they're pretty insecure. Maybe they don't know they're insecure yet. They're just like, the world is out to get me. My life sucks. I just, ugh. you know, that's how they are with life. Ugh. So they need, they need some confidence. What kind of steps can we give them to meet each level, but help them become more and more confident that's sustainable, not just here, try that, try this tricks. Like what can, what can we tell them that will help them get to that level of themselves, that ideal? Yeah. In this scenario, is their main goal to like be super fit or is their main goal to start a business? Let's say, um, let's say maybe they have a business. Let's say succeed, like be like the top dog in their business, but they just feel like very confused, very, all the emotions, just all of the emotions. Yeah. Well, I would first have them get like a mentor that they trust someone that can guide them and like give them steps because like if they're constantly doubting them, themselves they're probably just buying like a million different free trainings and stuff and Ooh, <laughs> that's a truth bomb oh my god and i know that because that was me that was me, me too. I, oh god okay at the beginning of my journey every free master class every downloadable every this every that and it was like, well, nothing's working for me because number one, I would just over consume and not make a move that, I mean, that's actually, that's it. That's what I would do. I was just waiting for some free downloadable that would give me the secret sauce to make me better at what I'm doing instead of actually trying, because that's where, that's, that's where it happens. That was my slight tangent, but I, I agree. I think a mentor having somebody there that believes in you, even before you believe in yourself, that's game changing. Game changing. Mm -hmm. And someone to actually like tell you what to do that you're like paying a significant amount to so that like you actually follow through on what they tell you you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i think an investment i'm a capricorn too so i think investing is so important like actually investing in your business because then you have like some resist like you have something on the line you know like if you have nothing on the line 
then what's the purpose? Like, what's the purpose of even working towards anything? (laughs) That's so true. Oh my gosh. But I feel like there's a level of confidence that you have to have before you even think like, oh, I can, I can actually do this. I feel like that's a good like sales. That's something good. Like if you're going to start marketing your business, maybe you are a mentor or a coach or you just want more clients in general. I think Mm -hmm. empowerment goes so much further than sales. If you Mm -hmm. empower someone and be like, you can freaking do this. You can do anything you set your mind to just fill them up with that goodness that they need. You don't Mm -hmm. even have to sell anything. They'll just buy because they're like, I like the way you make me feel. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, I think also like in order to empower someone like that, they need to like see that it's actually possible for them. So like showing them examples of people who have done what they want to do and then like getting rid of all the other shit. Like I can't even tell you like how much fierce boundaries have helped me in my life. Like just saying no to everything that does not align with what I want. Okay. That is step three, right? Wait, was step one, the mentor step one mentor. Yeah. Step two, follow through on everything they say and uh like streamline toward what you want and belief in yourself and then step three i think is like cut out all the shit yeah i just had a client i adore her we've been working together for like the last three months and she would do like trades with people so she would they would do go service for service and if someone else's service was more she would pay the difference or they would pay the difference yeah Um, and she was having so much anxiety around it i was like stop doing trades just stop doing it. And she was like, I feel really anxious and nervous, but she cut off all those trades and was like, listen, I want to pay you your worth. I want to pay you for your service, which is, I, I feel like that's a great mindset to be in. Like, obviously we want to trade services and work for each other, but like we have mouths to feed. Like we can't feed mouths with trade, mm-hmm. traded services. <laughs> But yeah, you need money. Like, you need like all this extra shit, you know? Yeah, I was like, cut it out. And so she did. And she was like, I immediately feel so much better. So that is super powerful. If you have something in your life that is making you feel anxious, just nonstop constantly, cut it out. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Or set a really strong boundary with it. Like, obviously, you have to work, right? Say your work is making you feel extremely stressed out and overwhelmed. Put your phone on do not disturb when you're working. Um, make sure you have set office hours, like whatever it takes for you to feel like, okay, I have a complete grip on this. I have control on it. That's, that's going to change everything for you because a lot of what we see in the world right now is a complete lack of control and everybody wants to be in control and there is none. So they try mm-hmm. to control these things that stresses them out. So set boundaries, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the fourth would be keeping that promise to yourself, like your personal development, like discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Falling I, through every day. Yeah. I, I honestly think that having a, a like a uh, morning routine, a routine and an evening routine, something like bookends of your day, even if that's like, okay, I'm going to get up and brush my teeth right mm-hmm. when I wake up or wash my face do that and then repeat whatever that is at night or if that's meditating for five minutes or if that's doing mine recently has been a two-minute plank like a high plank freaking day i mean that's that's pretty much all i'm doing but that Mm -hmm. is so mentally hard for me that i tell myself every time i'm in this plank i set a timer it gets really freaking hard and then i'm like i can do anything i set my mind to if i can do this plank I can do anything. Yes. That's why I love exercise as like a means to empowerment and confidence. 
Mm-hmm. That's like the the like kind of gateway into personal development for a lot of people, you know. Yeah, exercise is hard. I mean, it's. I feel like yeah, it's physical, but a lot of it is mental. Like you're on that last rep, and you're like, I'm gonna fucking die. I cannot possibly pull this bicep mm-hmm. curl any higher. But then you do, and then you feel amazing. That's why runners get highs. Can I mean, have mm-hmm. you ever had a runner's high? I don't really run, but <laughs> I don't either, but I did once. And I was like, I can see why you guys run. <laughs> I'm not running. I'll do yoga, but I feel like it's keeping that promise to yourself. That's the thing that's the most important. I mean, mm-hmm. I, on step four. <laughs> yeah. And I think so much of it too, is about like your beliefs and like what, what you actually believe you can accomplish. And like, there's so many ways to like change your beliefs. I actually have um, I have a program that's running um, in a couple weeks. It's called Empowered by Exercise. It's actually open for enrollment now. And um, the first training is all about shifting your beliefs. Because if someone like doesn't believe that they can be a fit person, then they're never going to be. You know what I mean? It can be like as simple as that. But like you can pretty much convince yourself to believe anything you want. You know, yeah. if there's if there's someone out there who like there's a girl who believes that like she can like uh, exist only on like water and sunlight. I don't know if you've seen that stupid article, but like if people can convince themselves like dumb shit like that, like we can convince ourselves to follow our dreams, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I, I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, I can give you all the strategy in the world, but if you don't believe that you can do it, you're never going to even try. So that's like, that's the most important thing. Um, something that I, teach is when you have like once you've identified those limiting beliefs that start floating across your head shift the narrative so if you think i suck then immediately shift the script be like i am learning i am trying i am improving or if you're like oh i i um i'll never make it big shift literally the reverse, go 180 and be like, I will do great things. I will be successful. I will, whatever your goal is, insert it there. Mm -hmm. But it's, that's, what's so hard is that I I think there's not a lot of education around the fact that your thoughts aren't your reality. They're not, I mean, actually they are, but your thoughts don't define you, but your thoughts are your reality. You have literally the power to change the world with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Isn't that Yes, I, <laughs> I love the snaps. <laughs> okay. Is there any other? St- oh, okay. Okay. Here's tell me what you think about step five. We're just doing this on a whim. You guys step five to becoming more confident is I would say doing it. Just yeah, like action. taking action, just freaking doing it, especially if you have excuses or limiting beliefs come use that as fuel Mm -hmm. instead of as water to put your fire out yes i love this i know right don't you just feel like lit up like what are we gonna do now are you gonna create a new offer (laughs) oh my gosh i did that the other night i created an offer at like 2 a.m and i sold two spots the next day oh my god (laughs) oh okay thank y'all y'all just changed my whole mind space and state Oh, I'm so happy. That's what we're here for. Okay. So is before we wrap up this podcast recording, if you're watching this live on TikTok, 
what questions do you have about confidence, mindset, limiting beliefs? Like, please brain dump them in the comments. Um, I see one comment on here that will answer. Well, I also want to add one more thing too. Yes. Um, I believe like totally a hundred percent in manifestation. And I actually have like a manifestation masterclass and manifestation program, um, like related to business. And I think that like all of this stuff that we're talking about, this is like how you actually manifest things into your life. Like, it's not just like a woo woo, like thinking it'll come to me, but I think it's like literally like looking at the trauma and healing it. And then like becoming confident that you can have it, believing in yourself and then taking action. That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> no, seriously, that, that is because mm -hmm. once you, once you believe that you can do it, you can, I, okay, this is going to blow your mind. So I was doing a podcast earlier today with a girl named Blakely. She's an actor, actress. And, oh, cool. and she was like, I had this thought that I was going to go to the Emmys. And she was like, I was going to be a seat filler at the Emmys. She's like, I hadn't even had a ticket. Like I had literally nothing, but she had it in her mind that she was going to go. She's like, I bought a dress. I booked a hotel room. I bought a flight. I mean the Emmy, like the thing to apply wasn't even open yet. She did all the things. And once she applied like a week or so later out of, what is it? 200,000 people. She was one oh of the God. 200 that got into the Emmys. I'm like, I was, of you. I was like, oh my gosh, you would love that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. I love that. Yeah. One time I manifested like a trip to New York. I got my flight paid for. I got tickets to the Met paid for. I got to meet the lead at the opera. I got um, free place to stay, like all of this stuff. I manifested. Oh my God. I love, I love manifestation. Like, I mean, our brains are so powerful. We can convince ourselves like anything. Well, isn't it's it funny how we can easily talk ourselves out of something, but we don't think we have the same power to talk ourselves into something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's harder, you know, it requires the freaking shadow work. Painful <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think, um, I think also it's, it's just, it's a true testament to like the power that you actually have inside yourself. I think mm -hmm. a lot of us have spent a lot of our lives giving away so much power to other people of like, Oh, well, because my parents did this now I'm like that, or mm -hmm. that's just the way I am. Or well, they hit my car. Well, you know, it's like mm -hmm. stop giving your power away and start funneling your power back into yourself. When mm -hmm. you are playing the victim, like, we cannot control what happens to us all the time. We cannot, but we have control of what comes out of us. Yeah. Our reactions. Yes. You have to be, it's more like being more responsive rather than reactive. I think, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a huge difference. The two of those. hundred percent. Um, something else that I, okay. So here's a little backstory really quick. When I went to this mastermind and met Annie, I had no idea what manifestation was. Like I've heard it and I know we're running out of time, but um, I've heard it and they, I was asking about it and Annie had manifested a drink the night before at the <laughs> bar. And then I was asking about, oh, didn't she manifest a drink? Da, da, da. And then that night at the bar, I manifested two drinks evidently. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yes yeah you got two venmos for drinks yeah and then the other day i was at costco and my sister and i like we filled this cart up and i was like if you see another cart we need to grab it we need another cart da, da, da. turn the corner there was an empty cart just sitting there and i was like did i manifest a cart yes yes i love that okay so really quick what are you passionate about Tell us um, about 
I am passionate about um, singing, weightlifting, personal development, spirituality. Oh my gosh, so many things. Hair, makeup, fashion, empathy, compassion for other people, um, learning. I love learning, mm-hmm. education, knowledge. I, I look up like scientific studies for um, exercise like all the time. Ooh, um, super up to date on all those. Um, what else? A lot of the spiritual shit. I love astrology. I'm a big like astrology nerd. Um, singing, obviously. Yeah, I think that's about it. I'm passionate about a lot of things. I love it. You have so many different things, and that's what that's what I love about you. Um, thank you. I love you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast recording. I cannot wait for it to go live. How can people find you, and where can they work with you? Yes. So at the Glam Fit Diva on Instagram, um, on Facebook, my name is Annie Calvanesso, C-A-L-V-A-N-E-S-O. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes too. Um, on TikTok, I'm at the Glam Fit Diva, but I just post like funny shit, like nothing about business. But if you want to add me on there, say hey. Um, and then I have a program coming up called Empowered by Exercise. It's like totally about changing your beliefs about exercise and um, dismantling diet culture. And it's actually called Empowered by Exercise, the Diet Culture Rebellion. So I have that program coming up. And then I also, just for this podcast, I just decided right before I was going to do this recording with you, I opened up my Manifestation Masterclass. Um, it is on sale for $27 to get the replay. And then if you do the Manifestation Masterclass, there is also a secret VIP program that you could get access to um, if you wanted to join that after. Oh. So. You're really that was a lot. Up. You're hooking it up for these people. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you for coming on here and sharing all of your wisdom. Thank you for watching live. Thank you for listening to this later. Um, Annie, I cannot wait for this. I just absolutely love and adore you. Can't wait to see you in person again because we will. Yes. I love you too. Thank you so much. This was so fun. My Gemini sister, like you having a podcast is like perfect. <laughs> I don't even know anything about astrology. So like, yeah. I mean, I read that one thing once. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like me, but, <laughs> but we'll have to, we'll have to plan something. But anyway, I know you got to run. So, um, I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for hanging out with us in the lounge. Don't forget to leave some love in the reviews, subscribe and connect with us on social. If you have asthma and you have taken ibuprofen in the past, I want you to come to the lounge next week and listen to Erin's story. Her husband died just three months after they got married from an allergic reaction. This is one we don't wanna miss. See you then.